passion, talent, influence. That's what we're here to recognize. A movement that lives right in our own backyard. Southwest Florida. So put your glasses up. Let's give a toast. Toast to the innovators. Toast to the creators. Toast to the go-getters. The people who wake up every day with a passion to create. Not for themselves, but for the benefit of the community. A community that has no limits. So let's kick back and toast to the good fellas. Like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. We're going to say that every single time you watch one of our videos and podcasts. You know why? Because it's free. Mm-hmm. It's free of charge. It doesn't cost you a single dime, penny, nickel, whatever. All you got to do is just click that button. That's it. Just click this button right here. It's very simple. Appreciate you. <laughs> What's up? What up, man? How you doing, man? Man. Long time no see. Yeah, long time. Uh, we haven't been in the studio, I think, for about three weeks now, three weeks to a month. Mm-hmm. It feels good to be back, man, honestly. It does. We were just talking about how nice and clean it smells in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, our, gu- our guest, uh, Melena, who we're going to briefly introduce, she said, is this a guy's uh, setup here? Because it's kind of clean. And I'm like, yeah. I'm glad we're breaking the stereotype here. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of our guests, we do want to introduce her. So we have Milena Moat in the building. She, Hello. How you doing? How you doing? Good. She works with a project called The Mixed Aspect, and she's going to tell us a little bit more about that. But first, we kind of want to get to know who you are, where you came from, and where you live, and all that creepy stuff. We're going to get all that stuff out of the way first. Yeah, no one stalk me, please. Um, <laughs> so I... I guess I was born in Nantucket, Massachusetts, a really random island, and no one has ever heard of it unless you have over a million dollars, apparently. So um, <laughs> that is not me, but I was born there in a cottage. Um, I grew up in Sarasota, Florida, went okay. to high school at Port Charlotte High School. Um, I went to college at Florida Gulf Coast University, and um, I've been living in Fort Myers for like eight years now. Wow. Well, what's your study of FGCU? Well, I did change my major like five times, which everyone says you should not admit, but I feel like it's important for people to know because you have this weird presumption, like you have to know exactly what you're doing. I changed my major a lot, Um, but I uh, graduated with a BA in communication with a PR concentration. So public relations. So you seem pretty indecisive then. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very stressful for me to be this way, but I just seemingly can't help it. No, nah, I get you. I'd be going through the same thing. Like I put so many things on my plate and I'm like, okay, I want to be an expert at this. I want to be an expert at this. And then before you know it, I burn out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's super important that you brought up that it's okay to be indecisive and not know what you want. Yeah. Because a lot of people put this pressure on themselves to like know everything. And in reality, you don't know nothing. And you have to go through your journey to figure out what exactly you want to. Yes. They say it's a fool who knows, who thinks they know everything. That makes you a fool. To make you smart is mm -hmm. to understand that you can't know everything and you won't ever know everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that exact same thing mm. you just said. I'm like, okay, yes. like how do I how do I word it again? There's, because, a, yeah, there's a famous yeah, quote. There's a famous yeah. quote with yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah. kind of butchered it a little, so please don't fact check me. Don't right. come for me. Y'all they're, know what hey, I mean. Hey, they're googling right now. We should just pause. Wait for them to Google. All right, get back to the episode. Okay. Leave, leave your comments below. Right. That yeah. helps engagement. But yeah. like, correct me, please. <laughs> so tell us about the mixed aspect. Well, I, I just hit myself pretty hard. I don't know why. Yeah, don't don't beat yourself up. We didn't, really sign, gonna think we, did, we didn't sign a liability form when we came in here. Bro. Yeah, man. Right. Damn. <laughs> so the mixed aspect. Well, 
I've, um, I created it three years ago. It was, th- it'll be three years next month. And what I, what is basically, it's about the mixed identity because I am a biracial person. My mom's white, my dad's black. And that comes with a lot of different complexities is what I'm going to call it. Um, so what I noticed on Instagram, uh, was a lot of the mixed pages just like feature, like beautiful mixed people. Like it's, you know, it's typical, like beautiful mixed people. And it wasn't really like sharing our voices or there were other pages that were kind of sharing it, but like in a comedic way where Mm. it was like more so making memes, like to make people laugh. So my best friend, Francois Fran, um, she is the owner of Black Love Page. And so she really wanted me to step out into the Instagram world. I'm uh, not very obvious, but I am a shy natured person. I don't really like, I'm not into becoming like this big social media influencer. However, I'm starting to become that because I, I got pushed and I'm super happy that I did because I'm able to connect with so many different people from all over the world um, and from all types of mixtures. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Like I know I was just hanging with my dad uh, like this week, I decided to like get a change of scenery uh, from working from home every day. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go hang out with my dad for like the start of the week and see how things are. And like I put on a show. Um, I think it was uh, Key and Peele. I don't know if you ever seen mm-hmm. Key and Peele. Uh, but he, the, like the very first episode, they talk about uh, the complexities of being biracial. But they're mm-hmm. talking about it in a comedic way because uh, yeah, they're, they're comedians. Mm-hmm. And immediately my dad was like, ah. I'm tired of jokes like that. <laughs> and I was nice, like, I like your dad. Yeah, and I was like, okay, dad, I see you getting a little woke now. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's he's, he's full bred Puerto Rican, so like he's he, like he has no reason to even to think otherwise. And he's like, man, I'm tired of jokes like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I see you. I, I think it's because today's climate too that everything's just so into the skin color and mm-hmm. the skin tone where people are just kind of like tapped out on it in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know with what you're doing is good to bring awareness to that to kind of like okay be, people should kind of react like that like yeah. hey you know I'm tired of those jokes I'm tired of of hearing that negativity and I was like, all bring it back together you know I think it, we're all going through some growing pains right now Absolutely. yeah and it's like really I've really created like a healing community and I, I didn't really expect it to be that I thought oh you know people like to be featured people want to be featured all the time so I thought that that's what I was going to be getting into but it's actually like created a channel for people to really start like healing from any type of feeling that they're alone or that nobody understands their, you know, identity struggles and that sort of thing. What's so tell us about some, a story that you've maybe heard of on this page here that kind of, you know, gave you that aha moment that this is transcended into something more. Um, I think it was when I like maybe a year into it, I was really thinking to to stop, honestly, because it became I, I struggle with consistency and, and like in and of itself. So I was like, maybe I should stop doing this. I don't feel like I'm putting my all into it. And I didn't post for like three days and people were DMing me like, are you still here? Are you going to post? Um, I really am looking for I look forward to your posts every day. I have my notifications turned on. Like, are you are you fading away and that sort of thing? So it's like, all right. Like, I got people depending on me. And one of those people were all the way in London. So I was like, all right, um, I need to keep this going. And there was one story in particular of a a girl who was black and white, and she was struggling more on the white side. A lot of people um, will say, I I don't identify, I'm more comfortable identifying with my minority race. So black, Asian, 
Hispanic, that sort of thing. And no one like really wants to identify with the white part if you are mixed with white and something else. And so it was that I would never really realize that until I posted her story. Mm-hmm. And so many people are commenting. Um, and then it started becoming this whole thing, like encouraging people, like it's okay to identify as white or to include white in your mixture because mm-hmm. some people just didn't want to do it because they felt more comfortable identifying with their minority race. Yeah, I um, I actually have some white friends who are in a way kind of like in today's climate are like, you know, what 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 am I supposed to do? Like the moment I, you know, say something that is not in like in favor of the other side, mm-hmm. you know, I'm completely labeled as like a racist mm-hmm. and a homo and all that, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, you know, there's times where, you know, I think people are just getting labeled as something, you know, just because of their skin tone, you know, and I just find that very bizarre. And I feel like the media plays a, I've said this in other episodes too, <laughs> how it plays the biggest role in it, you know, yeah. now, like, yeah. so how do we, how do we like, what do you think we can do to kind of be like, it's not really like that. Just because, you know, you support something doesn't mean that you're a racist because, like, you're white in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's all, like, people have to understand when people make remarks about race in particular, it's more of, like, a projection of pain that they're feeling inside. Mm-hmm. Because race is such an easy, like, poke at somebody. You, you know, it's easy to call someone a name or make some type of insult against their race. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's what people go to, especially right now, unfortunately. So if, like, you are finding yourself in that situation where you're being attacked, if you're white or black or brown, you just have to realize, like, take yourself out of it and realize that person is hurting and we need to get to the bottom of that pain or else they're going to consistently and continue go and try to hurt people that way. Um I think especially in in the mixed aspect, too, I have a lot of white moms who follow and mm-hmm. they're confused, too, because at this point with Black Lives Matter, they want to support, you know, they have a child that's uh, half black or identifies as black and they really want to understand how they can be an ally and not um, encourage some of the things that are going on. And I think they find a lot of salvation in the mixed community because they can ask those questions without being bombarded with, oh, why are you asking that? Are you racist? And that sort of thing. So like a lot of white people are kind of scared mm-hmm. and they want to go to what's comfortable for them so they can ask questions like, if I say this, does that make me racist? And a lot of times they're scared to ask that because of, you know, there's no one around that they feel comfortable asking that to. Do you feel like um, anything that you've done during your times of study um, has helped you gain the knowledge that you gaining that you've gained now oh in gosh. terms of uh, yeah. this particular subject matter? Yeah, and I I do a lot of work too in my profession. So like in my professional life, I work a lot on equity and systemic racism and kind kind of dismantling systems that oppress people. So like on top of that, and then what I'm doing in my personal life with the mixed aspect is definitely giving me all types of perspectives. I mean even someone who's mixed with Japanese and Korean. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're Asian, but there's a lot. Totally different. They're totally different. And there's a lot of arguing and a lot of like pain behind their families not getting along because mm-hmm. it's seen as like, um, like disrespectful for their parents to have gotten together. So it's just like a lot. Yeah, there's the- a lot under there. <laughs> Do you feel like we focus too much on black and white? I think that people have to understand that 
race was made to separate people in and of itself. And the minute that we identify with race, we're, we're entering our own selves into that separation. So absolutely, there's like a lot of emphasis on race and the color of your skin. And as a mixed individual, it does irritate me because I love people who are white and I love people who are black and I can't help the way that I am. Um, but at the same time, we have to not take that colorblind approach and act like race doesn't exist right now. Because unfortunately, we're still in the very beginning of dismantling that whole idea anyway. And so we have to face race in order to get rid of it um, and understand that we are all part of the same human species. And it doesn't matter what color we are. We, we There's no biological context to skin color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think right now there's a lot of cancel culture going on. And I feel like just those are just growing pains in a way mm. because, yeah, you're right. I think we're in the beginning stages of trying to uh, completely just dismantle racism, you know, and, and that's going to come. That's going to take a lot of time. It's not going to end tomorrow. It's not going to end next year. It's not going to end in a couple of years. It's going to probably take decades, to be honest, but we're the ones who are starting it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I definitely um, I agree absolutely with what you're saying in terms of uh the climate in itself and i feel like it's gotten to a point where like it's starting to be uh that cancel culture starting to be like a normal thing and i think pages like the mixed aspect Mm -hmm. and 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 other pages that give people like an open space for them to be able to talk about these issues i think it's important to be able to highlight them because um in reality it's not normal like that cancel culture is not a normal thing um, to label yourself as a as one dimensional and and in lack well, of a better yeah, words yeah. is is not a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, in my opinion, you know, everybody's come to this country as immigrants. Yeah, you know, so yeah. and for them to be able to you know ask questions about themselves about their identity, try to figure out the, themselves going for going forward is important. And for you to uh, for someone to get labeled as one thing and now all the, all of a sudden that's all they could think about, I feel like it stunts their own personal growth. Yeah, and for sure. it can absolutely increase this this um, level of indecisiveness that we were talking about before. Yeah. yeah, and people go through different life experiences, so mm-hmm. they're going to have different opinions about certain topics, you know, and we need to respect that more in a way. That's just my personal view. And for someone to just cancel me out just because I don't agree with them, it's kind of like, well, you don't know what I went through in my life to kind of debunk your argument or Mm -hmm. to be against what you believe in. And the more people I have connected with and have, you know, really opened up to and they've opened up to me, the more I'm understanding how life is just different for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all we all breathe the same air and we, we just go through different phases in life. And it's okay to just think differently, just I don't think you should just be as judgmental or, you know, murder anybody, you know, but like if you want to have a different opinion, then it's okay. You know, and I completely respect that. I disagree with a lot of people on a lot of things. But man, I I personally will not cancel you out just because you don't just because I don't see what you see in a way. I understand it. I respect it. But doesn't mean that I'm going to degrade you as a person. Yeah. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, what do you think about the notion that um, 
of getting rid of, you know, diversity training <laughs> and things of that nature out of the curriculum for school. Because I know as, as a communication degree holder as well, I've gone through a lot of pro, uh, different classes that, you know, stem around, you know, those different types of talks. And I've been a multicultural ambassador in the past, and I've gone through different seminars and things of that nature has helped me understand different perspectives. And I thought that it was very, you know, useful. So I wanted to get your opinion on it. Well, I kind of do those types of um, trainings, like with, through my profession, I, I talk about, like I have open conversations with people. Um, we I co-present with someone who's white um, and we have conversations, open conversations about implicit bias and structural racism. And what people have to understand is that we all are born with basic brain functions like prejudice, like we prejudge things, anything we prejudge it um, and implicit bias. So like what you were saying with media, if we're constantly like, let's say if you're a little girl and your mom always watched the news and that's all you heard on evenings over time, you're going to start, that's where your morals are going to start developing and you're going to start getting these implications in your head, like in those stereotypes start to form. So if you get rid of making people aware of that function in their brain, there's, there's not going to be any progress um, and there's never going to be any understanding around that people have differences. So because if you get rid of diversity training and understanding that all of these different people grew up with different things, uh, different morals, different cultures, then you're not really going to get allow yourself to understand that. And you're always going to think, oh, well, my way is the right way. Everyone else needs to assimilate to my my reason of thinking or they need to all come in and join what I believe. And if we get rid of that training, that's ultimately what it's going to be. And it's just going to create more divide. And I think that there are people out there that like that divide because they're benefiting from that. From that chaos. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. The <laughs> it, it's crazy, you know. Like mm-hmm. they're they they want us to fight against each other because that's what's going to gain them more traction towards their platform, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, it's it's a sick mind game. It is, far, and people are being it. manipulated, and they don't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and sometimes I tell people, I'm like, man. Because, like I said before, everybody has different life experiences. So I'm just going to, you know, not say everybody. But yeah. when you put your phone down, if there might be a chance that stuff isn't so bad as mm-hmm. it makes it seem. Mm-hmm. Because I think what we're getting so mad at is everything we look at through a screen right now. The moment we put your phone down I, I, and I'm living in the moment, I'm I'm good. I'm like, there's there's nothing around me. No one's like... No one is like, um, like bringing me down or, you know, physically hurting me mentally or emotionally hurting me. Like I'm relaxed. Like right now we're living in the moment mm-hmm. and we're, we're having this great conversation here at EQ recording and multimedia, which I forgot to say at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> nice plug, plug. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had to plug it in. I had to plug it in. But, but you see what I mean? Like yeah. stuff right now is good. We have this freedom that we could come out here and and have these conversations and have our audience listen to this. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think 2020 and alone like the year alone has been very chaotic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we sure. we see a lot of different behaviors that you know was talked about um in the past that we didn't necessarily get that experience. So not everybody, you know, got that experience to see firsthand. And, you know, we're starting to see these behaviors, recognize these 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 patterns of behavior. And, you know, some people call them out, some people don't. Some people um, 
are advocating against it. Some people are advocating for it. And this this age of information is is not is just getting harder to be able mm. to to survive in if you can't even have a conversation about simple things. Yeah. And and I yeah. found myself to be on, you know, on um like on my social media, just trying to tune out certain people and certain certain, you know, mindsets because I know from my experiences is not what's the word I'm looking for? It's not progressive in terms of like making me a better person. Yeah. yeah. Um and I'm totally for, you know, being able to have an open conversation with someone. I'm not for being, you know, having toxic people in my life. Listen. And, that, and I feel like that's that's totally different in terms of that. I've well, been attacked on social media. Like people would come for me on the mixed aspect. They would like say hateful things, the N-word, um, talk about slavery, um, telling us that, oh, that, you know, if you're mixed with white and black, that you're not black, like trying to take away mm-hmm. from somebody's identity. Um, so it's like for mixed people, like we get attacked on both sides. You know, like for me, my white side of my family, majority of them are racist. They didn't have anything to do with me and my brothers. So like when and I identify more with my black side because that's who I grew up around the most. So when someone says, oh, you're not black, like that's hurtful and that hurts people. And maybe that person felt like in white media, like white people, CEOs that make the decisions on what advertisements are published, Mm -hmm. they want to use a lighter skinned or a lighter toned person to represent the black community. I don't agree with it, but you guys have to understand that there's white people that's up there making those decisions because we look closer to that white concept. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, we have people, you know, saying things to us like, oh, you're not black. Um, You don't have the right to claim being black. You don't have a voice in what's going on right now. And like those things are hurtful, not only to me, but to other people too. people that are mixed with black and Asian people that are mixed with black and Hispanic. Like there's just a lot of things and People come on the page and I have to block them. I have to make sure that I'm keeping it clean. I've had people, when I feature their stories, they tell me like, can you block this person? They DM'd me and told me that I'm not mixed because they're white passing. Um, So there are people out there that like want to bring you down and project their pain and Mm -hmm. like not wanting to understand. But I think, yes, trolls, (laughs) trolls with their no avatar picture and um, just like very random. Doesn't follow like no one follows the page and it's 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 just crazy like Mm -hmm. that's the world that we live in it's COVID-19 everybody has time they they're laid off they uh they're at home and all they got to do is go on their phones now you did make me feel a little bad because I do spend a lot of time on social media and like kind of contribute but I make sure that what I'm posting isn't gonna like instigate the wrong agenda which there are some pages some mixed pages that do that but that but that is a good thing um and that's what I applaud you for because that's what I feel that we should be doing. Again, that's just my opinion. Mm. But a lot of um, businesses and media platforms, they just gain revenue off, you know, hate. And we talked about this in Jordan's episode, Mm -hmm. how we construct clips, controversial clips, so we can get more views on Mm -hmm. that type of post because people like getting their blood boiled for some reason. Like they, They want to be upset about something. They mm-hmm. wake up in the morning and like, all right, who am I going to fight with today? <laughs> yeah. Kind of, you know, like I think they want to get that pain out. They yeah. got to get it out. Yeah. They got to get it out. And I feel like, you know, to get the pain out, you know, and it's okay to go to therapy. Like I go to yeah. therapy. Yeah, it is. You know, <laughs> like 
I think that is a very helpful way to it get is. the pain out it because is. you're only adding fuel to the fire if you want to just keep arguing and because it's not. I don't think it's really solving an issue. Yes, you got to have tough conversations with people, but at the same time, you got to have tough conversations with the goal to kind of bring it all together and agree, not to just blame each other and viciously attack each other. You know what I mean? Listen, I had a 12-year-old DM me on the mixed aspect, a 12-year-old who was super confused about their skin tone mm-hmm. and like opened with me like, um, I want to be like, my dad's not in my life. I'm white and black. My mom's white. I want to be white like my mom. So I was inspired by that and also some other stories that I've heard from children and I wrote a children's book. And in that children's book, I talk about, you know, a child being asked what they are. Because as a mixed person, you get asked, what are you? Like, people think that I'm so many different things. And honestly, I don't really care any, that much anymore. But sometimes they'll ask, what are you? And I'm like a person. <laughs> I'm a human. A person. I'm a human. Um, so I like I wrote a book around that to kind of like bring some awareness, but also have a children's book that is representative of a mixed child because... Like like black children represented in storybooks, there's not a lot of representation of mixed people in them either. So mm-hmm. um, I published that myself and sold a lot of them in Canada and Italy and um, what's the other country? Um, I can't remember, but United States. <laughs> um, and it's like and like it's just like little things like that. So if I can inspire anyone to do anything like if you are frustrated with something don't project that onto another person you know share your story be vulnerable like I the reason why I'm where I am today started off with me sharing a very personal story and that kind of projected me off into other things outside of the mixed aspects so I just like that's my encouragement I guess mm-hmm. um is like just to Channel your pain somewhere else go to therapy write a mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a big fan of the mixed person because I personally don't believe in trying to keep the family Hispanic, trying to keep the family black, trying to keep the family white. Because in a way, you are you are kind of setting the foundation in the child's mind that, okay, I can only bring home a person that's white yeah. or black or Hispanic. So that forces them to think differently about the other person. Can I tell you a story about yeah, that? go ahead. Listen, that happened. I had a, a, a man... Um, he's probably my age. He looked super young and I'm not super young. Um, but he was basically like saying like, my mom is going to disown me. I love a black woman. I love a black woman. So I did a post and I dedicated it to the parents that want to say, you can't be with that person. I'm like, what is more important? Your relationship with your child or the fact that you want your child to be with the person that you see them with? Because what's going to happen is love always wins. Love conquers all. And that person is going to go with the person that they love. And you're going to lose that relationship with your child. And mm-hmm. that actually got a lot of um, feedback on that, too. A lot of positive feedback. A lot of people in that same situation, interracial couples. Like mm-hmm. this thing where like old school thoughts about, you know, maintaining the purity of the race. Right. Um, is like becoming like less of a thing. And people are just falling in love freely. And who cares mm-hmm. what color they are? And the result of that is a mixed child. Um, and. The, there just has to be some education around that in and of itself and don't go out setting out for a particular race because you want to have a mixed child. <laughs> um, that's a whole different story. But, yeah. What what are, what are your thoughts on that, Nick? Bro, <laughs> I, hate, I hate being put on the spot. You know that, bro. Because then I automatically hey, on, just man. forget everything. We, that we, just, we, 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 we both gave our thoughts on, on the mixed person, yeah, on, keep, on keeping the family tradition 
keeping the family black. I totally agree with both of you. I don't necessarily um, like that that mindset. And I, and talking about being vulnerable, like growing up, there have been instances in which I was told that you you shouldn't bring home a certain type of person mm. because I believe the 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 specific, what they said exactly was you shouldn't bring home that specific type of person because that is not a good look for you. Or that's not a good look for us, oh. is what, what what they were saying. And I was like, I remember when I was a kid, I already had that side eye. I was like, it's, I was like what? It's, it's, I, think, I think it's foolish. It is foolish. And, <laughs> and when I hear like things like that, like just things that are just obviously foolish, automatically in my mind, I'm like, okay, where has their education brought them? Because there's obviously a lack of education in terms of like what they know. And don't get me wrong, somebody could be absolutely intelligent, but be absolutely a fool at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Um, and when I say fool, I mean ignorant. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've gone through situations where there's been people who have been a lot older than me and I, and I catch them, you know, doing like saying things that are just completely ignorant. And I'm like, OK, I'm what, I'm what, 27 years old. You're maybe what in your 60s already. And you're still spewing this same ignorant, you know. Mm-hmm bile coming out of your mouth and I hear it all the time even working in in, in customer service and, and and I've you know had to have patience to be able to like still talk <laughs> with these people yeah. and, and try to hold you know my tongue but at the same time in the back of my mind I'm like I, I really hope the next generation of people are have a little bit more patience and have a little bit more wherewithal of how they're gonna you know tackle these these issues and I feel like 2020 has been chaotic yes Mm -hmm. but there have also been like different like parts of 2020 that has been very encouraging and one of those being you know seeing a lot of younger people coming together for causes and I feel like seeing those things is super important and shouldn't be uh overlooked even though the media would like to put the you know uh the blame on these younger people for causing riots and things of that nature but in reality, there's been a lot more um, good in terms of people peacefully protesting than bad. Yeah. And, I, I agree with you. And I, I feel that. like the more that we get comfortable being able to talk about these issues, the better it's going to be. And I feel like that's why podcasts alone is a great platform to be mm-hmm. able to like get different types of people. And one of the main reasons why we wanted to get you onto this show. So <laughs> we're definitely happy that you We you're would here. love to partner with you on something here. If you're okay. ever hosting an event or some sort of anything in that nature. Yeah, that's definitely the goal. I want to create more forums because like Instagram, I mean, there was a back in the day where we thought MySpace was the thing, right? We're all <laughs> going to be on MySpace. So, one thing about MySpace, bro, MySpace was like already above and beyond in terms of getting people to learn how to code. Oh, I just want to say that. Yes, I changed like, fonts, colors, yeah. HTML, like HTML yeah. and yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's like creating things, putting it on their profile. Like, yo, what is that? And then they show them the code and they're like, okay, I could yeah. do that. I could do that. Shout out to, uh, what is his name, Tom Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's friend, Tom. Nice. With that white shirt and that yes. iconic picture. Chris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But sorry, sorry, no, sorry it's okay. It. Yeah. I just remember what I was saying. <laughs> so, like, just like there was back in the day, we all thought MySpace was going to be the thing. And then, oh, my God, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, my God, Instagram. But you guys are like, we're going to, some people are going to turn their nose up to Instagram. So I can, like, build all these followers. And then Instagram the next day can be done. Yeah. So, like, what else can I do to make sure that this keeps growing? And I thought of forums. So 
getting people together to talk, uh, parents of mixed children, mixed people, people mm-hmm. who are just interested in learning about the mixed experience and what that means um, is definitely something that I want to do. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we got to plan something then for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would love to, you know, help out, you know, like we could we it's got me like this thing in holding in 2020, just as Nick has mentioned, like it's probably I feel more good in a way than bad and then people like to highlight the bad mm-hmm. but like i said once you put your phone down i think things are good right <laughs> and i think we're good like having this conversation and it's got me thinking of creative ideas on like what i want to do to kind of go out there i need to do more you know yeah. to go out there and just help out like those in need those who are struggling those who don't have like my privileges you know so mm-hmm. um it's a beautiful thing yeah for sure so there's definitely been a couple of things that i want to just highlight to make sure that our listeners remember what we were talking about. <laughs> and I, I remember what we were talking about. One thing that we talked about was being vulnerable and how important that was. And I feel like that's a common theme that comes up in our podcast episodes is being able to be vulnerable because that can lead to something. Yeah. And I remember, Alan, we talked about it where when a creative person wants to, like, you know, step outside their comfort zone and do something that tends to lead to better results than not. Stepping out of your comfort mm-hmm. zone. That in itself is being vulnerable. And it's it's useful in entrepreneurship when you, in terms of taking a risk. It's useful in so many different industries. That I wanted to highlight. But another thing I want to highlight is your book. You say you, you wrote a book. Oh, yeah, What's yeah. the name of the book? And uh, tell Lavender, us a little bit more what about are you? Lavender, what are you? So like okay. Lavender came from, because I was like, why did you come up with the name Lavender? Well, if you think back, okay, I was born, I'm 29. I was born in 1990 and Matilda was the movie, right? And her friend Lavender was the very first person on screen that I saw that looked like me. So I wanted to pay homage to that. Um, So Lavender, what are you? It's on Amazon. Um, And get one if you want. (laughs) Yeah, I would definitely definitely love a copy. Yeah, I'm going to have to go on it and try to get it. I've actually thought about this last night. I want to write a book. Yeah. I want I want to write a book and then have an audiobook version. Yeah. Yeah. Um super I, easy. Super easy to do. You mm-hmm. don't need to I mean, yes, if you want to have like big ticket marketing and all this, you need to go through a publishing company. But if you have an audience and you just are wanting to put something out there and see what it does, you can publish it on your own. Yeah. Bro, and, write one, bro. I'll, I'll buy. It. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to write one and it's going to be narrated by me and nice. I'm going to it's going to be it's just going to be a crazy like life type of story with like life lessons tied into it. So a self-help book that's going to be very emotional, controversial, funny, sad, joyful, all mixed in one in a way. You and know? people want that. Like I work mm-hmm. with students a lot and like you ask them, what do you need? And they are like, I need motivation. I need encouragement. Mm-hmm. I need to see someone that's been in my shoes and has made it out or who, who is now successful. I need to see that because I see it all like, you know, these influencers mm-hmm. that's coming more superficial as time goes on and more influencers start coming out. So they they want to hear and they want their, uh, to read stories like that. So do it. Yeah, I'm to check yours out for sure. <laughs> that's, that's, I totally want you to write this book, bro. <laughs> like, whatever you need, it. let me know. I got yeah, it's, you. It's, it's going to be deep. I'm ready to read it, man. And <laughs> you bring up a good point in terms of, you know, kids needing um, that role model, mm-hmm. in, in essence. Because I remember when I was younger, someone asked me, who's your role model? 
And anytime I get asked that question, I'm I have blank answers. Yes, there's great people out there. Mm-hmm. But when I'm like as I was growing up, I was like, there's not really anybody that looks like me, you know, kind of talks like me or is in the same position that I was in that I can look up to him like, yeah, I want to be just like that person. Yeah. And I like what was instilled in me as I grew up was like, okay, I kind of want to make myself into that person for like, you know, my nieces and nephews to be able to look up to so that they can be like, okay, he's a positive example of somebody that's made it out of the situation, that's doing something that they wanted to do, mm-hmm. and is making some sort of positive impact in the lives of other people. And I just feel like it's really important to have a good role model. So I wanted to ask you if you have any particular role models. Do I have any role models? Wow. Um, I think I really like the people that I really look up to, um, Michelle Obama, um, because I not only from her first lady aspect, but everything that she's been able to do from Mm -hmm. that. She didn't let that define her. Um, and then also Meghan Markle and all of her humanitarian efforts. I think that, you know, she's projected now as like Prince Henry's wife, Duchess, you know, American princess. But there's a lot of things that she did before she met Harry. Um, and even now still um, is doing a lot of great things for children. Mm-hmm. So those two women, especially. Yeah. Um, do you feel like we need stronger fathers in the household to motivate the kids more to get them, you know, tailored towards a better life. Do you believe in that? I think that both parents play a very vital role in the lives of their children. Um, Particularly with fathers, I think that um, there's just this complex that they need to have it all figured out. And what we see a lot of boys doing is they're not applying for college. They're not because they don't want the stigma. Oh, like if I don't do good, then people are not going to like me because this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, I'm not going to, you know, go to to conquer this dream because I don't think it's realistic for me. Nobody's encouraging me to do it. So they get involved in other things. They become angry. They resort to drugs and like alcohol. And like you find all these broken families. And unfortunately, that's becoming normal nowadays. So I think the real question that we need to ask ourselves is what can we do to motivate our boys to be better and and want to be better? Because right now, um, you know, they're not applying for college. They're not applying for scholarships. They're not wanting to do anything. Um, they, They think that, you know, there's this concept, they see successful men as being athletes or actors or rappers. So, you know, that's what they, that they're going for. And they're not really seeing themselves in other types of professions. And there's people out there. I mean, like, look at you guys, perfect example. Um, But to answer your question, yes, um, everybody needs a father in their life. Everybody needs to, to know that they're loved and accepted as a, as a young person, because by the age of five, that's when you're starting to form all your mental components of what, people are and who people are. So if you were missing or you felt a sense of abandonment or fear or lack of love at that young age, you're going to have that, you know, going against you your entire life, unfortunately. So. Yeah, I like how you answered the beginning of the question to having both parents mm-hmm. there, like to having both strong parents, because you could also have both parents, but if they're not strong parents, then you're most likely your kid is not going to, you know, have great values, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think overall, even if you're a single dad, you know, it yeah. would be help it would be helpful if you had a mom in the house mm-hmm. as well, I think. You yeah. know? And 
I, I do like the fact, like, yes, I think we de- do need more you know, stronger families in the household to yeah. kind of like break those stereotypes, you know, that especially in the mixed household, because yes. if you have if you have a race that you're solely identified with, but you know, you're another race and you don't ever see that or interact with that culture, you're going to grow up very confused mm-hmm. and you're going to grow up identifying with the race that you were with the most. And people are going to, you know, oh, well, yeah, you're you're black and Asian, but you act more Asian. So are you really black in that confusion that can come up with a person and just the self-doubt, the self-consciousness and everything that follows after that? But how dare somebody try to strip away your race and your oh, culture? Oh, but they do. Right? Like, how yeah. dare you do that? How dare you just say, you know what? Today, you are not black. Oh, they do that. Today, huh? you are not white. Yes. Like, who are they to say that? <laughs> yeah. that, I, that, to me, that just is mind-boggling to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I bro, every time you you say something <laughs> for some reason today I'm blanking out. Yeah. I knew exactly what I wanted it's, to follow it's up. Like really deep. Do, do I put too much pressure on? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wanted to to make a point as well. Um, in terms of, you know what? I I lost it, bro. I lost it. But anyways, <laughs> what were we, what were we talking about? No. So um, well, let's say no. I really like what you're doing. I like I like what you're doing. I think we need more people out there who are kind of like using social media like that as a good thing. And I I, I just wish one day, and I hope a day comes to where, you know, all the views and all the revenue comes through things positively than negatively, Yeah. you know, and it's going to, and that's another thing that's going to take a long time too, because that negative thing, man, people, it gets people talking. Mm-hmm. And it gets like, you know what? Let me go back to CNN and Fox and kind of like see what else they're posting about <laughs> Donald room. Trump and Joe Biden, you know? like. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, this is not a Make America Great Again hat. So like, <laughs> this I is a dope, like St. Louis hat. St. Louis. It's a St. Louis hat, all right? So don't, don't be scared. Disclaimer. Don't, yeah, disclaimer, all right? But yeah, um, I just hope we get to that point one day. Me too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we could definitely talk about these issues all day. I know I, it gets me fired up every time mm-hmm. we talk about these things. Um, but I also wanted to touch on any other projects that you're working on. Um, no, I think like with COVID happening, I mean, I, I am definitely a working woman. I do a lot of things. And my main goal is just to make people feel good about themselves and, and give them the motivation and encouragement that they need to conquer their dreams and their, and their aspirations. Because without it, I mean, our world is going to suck. Yes. And who wants to grow up in a sucky world? No one. Facts. <laughs> no, no one. That's There's already enough so. people growing up with a perception that this world sucks. Yes. We don't need any more. And we all need- it takes is one person. Like, do you, yeah. like, every successful person, oh, they're like, oh, well, you know, racism isn't a thing. We had a black president. Well, let's just, like, dissect that a little bit. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure if you really ask Barack Obama why he's successful, he's going to talk about one person in his life who made him believe that he was going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So, like, can you be that person in somebody's life? And mm-hmm. that's my ultimate goal is to to be that person. Nick, do you love the world right now? Do I love the <laughs> world right now? Do you love right the now? world? Do you live in? Bro, it's... That breath. <laughs> that, that, you hear my sigh, my my stressful sigh. You, yeah. Because in my in my mind, thinking. I want to love the world. You know, I do, I really do. And then there's a logical side to me that that just knows I'm like, okay, there's a lot of people out there that's kind of like messing the world up. And then there's me having to struggle, like, how am I gonna help protect the people that I love the mm-hmm. most from these these people who obviously want to see the world burn? And 
then there's a part of me that's like, you know what? Put your phone away. Don't think about anything. Ignorance is bliss, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a constant struggle to find that, you know, that, that positive, you know, thing. And I feel like every day that I wake up, when I do find that positive thing, it's a great day. And I'm having more great days than bad days. So I would say right now, I love everybody in the world. <laughs> Malena, what about you? Um, I am a lover, not a fighter. I think that... Um, no matter how crazy the world is, there's a level of responsibility that we all have to take for that. Um, and so what can we do with that responsibility to help change it? Even if it's little, like, even if it's like, you know, sometimes when I go and I visit schools, I give out stickers that say you matter. And I say, give this to somebody random today. And just like that little gesture can like stop someone from contemplating suicide. Like it's, it's just that intense. So I love the world and I, and I feel like no matter how bad the world is, Uh, no matter what the outcome is next month, I mean, there's something that we can find beautiful in all of our lives. And we just have to focus on that thing. Uh, focus on what our, we're passionate about and put more energy into that and than into all like, the negative stuff. Mm-hmm. What about you? I love the world, man. I, I <laughs> love the world I live in. And um, I'm very grateful to have everything, you know, that has you know come my way. And I, I have a lot of things that a lot of people don't. You know, like I took a trip to Nicaragua this year. And, man, it's poor out there, man. It's poor. Um, and they, they're under a dictatorship, honestly. And, you know, it makes me realize, you know, what I have here, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they were still happy out there. There were still kids out there playing soccer on the street. There were still kids juggling stuff on the street. Um, when there's a red light for money, they're washing people's cars, mm-hmm. or, you know, for money. And, you know, they're, they're okay with it. And, you know, if, if they're okay with that, you know, being in the scorching hot sun, you know, getting nickels and pennies, you know, for hard labor work. Like, what do I got to be mad about, honestly, you know? Mm-hmm. And yes, there are definitely issues that we have here in the United States and in the world. And um, I'm excited to take part in trying to fix those issues later in my life and, you know, throughout my life. And... um Yeah, I'm 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 grateful and blessed for those opportunities, and right now, I'm, I'm very um, content. Wonderfully said, sir. Yeah, Wonderfully said. And you know what's funny? I just remembered what I was gonna say earlier that like that, <laughs> but now it doesn't flow with the conversation anymore. But anyway, <laughs> you, you can just say it, bro. Just say it, man. I was gonna say that. Um, I think that it was back when we were talking about single parents. Mm. I wanted to just say that I think single parents are like one of the most like strongest people that I've ever encountered because to be able to raise a child by yourself with no help is like. Like the hardest thing anybody can ever do because you're in control of a life. And and I don't I hate to like kind of compare it to like having a, a dog, but and it's a horrible comparison. I mean, it's, a, it's fair. But, but it is also a life that you're in control of. Yes. And I feel like just me having a dog it changed my life completely <laughs> because I can't be that selfish young, you know, Nicholas that I once was. I have to be like, okay, I have to give my time over to this animal that loves nice. me. And I feel like if I'm struggling, <laughs> if I'm struggling with my own dog, I can't imagine having, a, you know, a child. Mm-hmm. And I just want to salute all the single parents out there because it's super hard to be one. And you, any to be able to raise a good human being nowadays is starting to become a, a really tall task. And I just salute everybody that's out well, there doing it. as a single parent, I appreciate that so much. And I know, like, anybody else listening 
we'll definitely support that and appreciate that because I was like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, no, the, the your the respect level that we have like towards single parents like is just through through the roof. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I I know how like I don't have kids, but I have nieces, and man, that's tough. Mm-hmm. That is tough because they just can't comprehend exactly what you're thinking. You have to go down to their level, and you got to have that patience, mm-hmm. and you don't have anybody. To kind of support that, you know, right next to you. So, yeah. Melina, salute to you. Honestly, <laughs> seriously, like. And we do have a tradition here on our show. As the last question, we ask our guests to uh, give a toast to the people of Southwest Florida. Um, so we're going to ask you the same thing. You ready for it? Yes. Okay. So if you can give a toast to the people of Southwest Florida, what words of encouragement would you like to leave them? So I would like to encourage all of the people in Southwest Florida to go after what it is that you want. Um, There's going to be people that try to stop you, but that's a part of the process. Uh, You will not get to whatever it is that you want to do without getting around those people. So start thinking of how you're going to navigate that now before you even get to that point. And be vulnerable. Like, it's okay not to know what it is that you want to do with your life right now. It is okay to be sad and to cry it's okay to go through a bad relationship and get a heartbreak um, situation because you're going to overcome that. You're going to overcome every obstacle there is. And I promise you, there is light on the other side. The hardest thing is to start. So all you have to do is start. And from there, it's easy and it gets better. And if you ever need any type of encouragement, any type of inspiration, I encourage you to reach out to me and I'm happy to do whatever I can to help you. Speaking of reaching out to you, where can they reach out to you? How can they find you? I am um, on Instagram, Facebook, The Mixed Aspect. And from there, you can find my personal page, Melena Moat. Awesome. Great toast, by the way. Yeah, that was top, top, top five. For top sure. notch. You looked at the camera you. and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. they're going to feel you. Oh, well, that was okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, See, she wasn't was rehearsed. <laughs> Yeah, I felt, I felt jealous, by the way, that she didn't give us attention. She gave y'all attention, but it's okay. <laughs> I was just, like, assuming that I was supposed to, like, look at that. Okay. No, 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 was but good. It's, it was it's good. definitely been a pleasure having you on, and we got to get you back on. You're now a part of the Goodfellow family. Oh, yeah. So Thank you. So we, we appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Anything else you want to say, sir? Um, nothing much, man. Just have a good night. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. And stop canceling people out. Yeah, man. What's like, the problem like, with seriously, y'all? Seriously, like, like, come on, y'all. Like, it's not, it's not, it's, it's serious, but it's not to the point where, you know, you need to, you know, completely degrade somebody, you know? Like, we're all human beings at the end of the day. We have different, different um, opinions and different life experiences. So, let's just keep working to solve the issues and um, let's just have an open heart. Absolutely. And we out. Peace. Peace.